Hi team, I'm Fitz Kohler, your very noisy race announcer and fitness expert from fitness.com. And welcome to the Fitness Show. Um, we've been talking a lot about racing and running lately. In fact, sometimes it feels like I'm talking exclusively about racing and running. And, um, you know, I certainly don't have a problem with all my racing and running. I'm so grateful it's back. I'm so grateful to be a part of these epic events, these extraordinary organizations that put on opportunity opportunities for people of all kinds to come and get fit and have fun and be well. However, today I wanted to talk about fitness because apparently fitness is still what I do. And uh, even though I love race announcing and I love, love, love it, fitness will always be who I am. And that's the thing that drives me, helping you guys live better and longer by making fitness understandable, attainable, and fun. And so let's talk about that. There's a few things on my mind today. And um, here's one of my poster boys right now. One of my great success stories for fitness is Mr. Timothy Powell. Hi, Tim. Uh, I love to share that Tim has lost 200 whole pounds, 200 pounds. That's like putting me and both of my dogs and um, like this llama on my back. He's lost all of us because of uh, the exact formula for weight loss and a killer workout routine and tons of discipline and spirit and gumption. So congrats, Tim. I love you. And if anyone's here and wants to say hi, use the comment section. Um, but yeah, so we're going to talk about fitness and weight loss. And I'm going to get right into it because I met a wonderful example of losing weight the right way recently at the dog park. And uh, there's two owners, two, uh, I could think a married couple, and they show up with their two dogs. And um, the first one, uh, one of the dogs is a little black and white speckled mix, a mutt which was my favorite kind of dog, a rescue, in fact, my other favorite kind of dog, but uh, Quinn. And I don't know, I, I was saying how cute Quinn was and Quinn was so playful. And they said, well, when we adopted Quinn, she could barely move. I said, really? How come? And they said, well, she was obese. She was double her weight. And so Quinn, when I met her, was 45 pounds, but... Uh, maybe a year prior. I don't know how long this took, but when they adopted Quinn, she was 90 pounds. She was just a big sausage dog and she sat on the couch and she really couldn't move and she really couldn't play. And it was very kind of sad. Hi, Katie Stefaniak. Good to see you. Hello. So there we were talking about Quinn and Quinn's dramatic weight loss. Quinn cut her weight in half from 90 pounds to 45 pounds. Holy cow. And I said, well, how'd you do it? And she said, well, we just started feeding her less. We just fed her <laughs> the amount you would feed a 45-pound dog. And uh, the weight started coming off, and Quinn started being able to move a little more and play a little more and chase a little more, and the weight came off. And Quinn all of a sudden became this young, vibrant, athletic, healthy dog, as she was supposed to be all along. And I was like, wow, that's fantastic. I'm so happy for Quinn and it's such a happy dog. And how heartbreaking to think of Quinn double her size and immobile. And she goes, this is it. This is why we're talking about this. She goes, 
if it were only that easy for humans. Yeah, if it were only that easy for humans. And, you know, I had two choices that day, uh, either stay shut, just keep my mouth shut, which I'm not always very good at, or speak, speak up, I said, ironically, it is that easy for humans. And she gave me a look and I was like, just got to eat the right amount of the right food for the size you want to be. And uh, we didn't go too deep into that, but that's the real deal, folks. And so if you're watching and you'd like to lose anywhere between one and one million pounds, this is uh, this is how it works, is um, you have to eat the right amount of the right food for your, the size you want to be. It's called the exact formula for weight loss. I promote it. It's not uh, trickery. It's not witchcraft. It's not snake oil. You have to pay nothing for it. No supplements, no shakes, no restraining yourself from eating whatever your favorite thing is. But yeah, do you have to watch what you put in your mouth? You do. And much like Quinn, think about your life right now. Again, I don't know who's watching. So <laughs> you're out there in internet land. You might be super lean and fit with ripped abs, or you may have an entire layer over your body that keeps you from having fun. You may be so overweight that you are unwilling to go out and go hiking with your family or go skiing on vacation or try a Spartan race or go swimming at the pool because God forbid people saw you in your bathing suit. Um, are you living Quinn's life, Quinn's human version of her dog life? Could be, could be. Look at this, Tim Powell. It works. That's right. <laughs> it works. And again, I'm going to, I'm going to talk about the exact formula. And if you don't know it, I'm going to teach it to you, but uh, you don't have to live in a body that doesn't move. You don't have to live in a body that is uncomfortable. You don't have to live with sore joints and an achy back and um, your heart and lungs that are always thinking, oh God, is this the end? You don't have to do that. And can you imagine that dog Quinn, 90 pounds, should have been 45. And uh, that owner, the original owners of Quinn were willing to let Quinn get so heavy that that dog was at risk for a heart attack, that that dog was at risk for diabetes, that that dog could never go out and play. Is that okay for a dog? No, the, the answer to that is a big fat hell no, hell effing no, that it's not okay to set your dog up for a miserable, uncomfortable, diseased life. Is it okay for you to do that to your human body? Once again, the answer is a big freaking hell no. And gosh, we look at these obese dogs and we think, oh, how sad. We look at obese children and we think, oh, how sad. And then sometimes we might be that version of the grown-up, the obese grown-up. Is that sad? Yeah, it's really sad. I, I mean, I think how much better their quality of life could be. I don't really care if anyone's out there winning swimsuit competitions. That's not my bag. But could your life be way better if you were of ideal weight? Absolutely. Absolutely, you could be. So um, it's sad, but also when it comes to being an adult and being overweight, it's infuriating. Why? Because you have the means to do better. You're, I, you're not watching me if you don't have some sort of functioning brain that allows you to get on the website and turn on the video, right? You're pretty smart, smart audience. I don't understand it. I don't understand the willingness to live in a body that won't work, a willingness to live in a body that feels bad, that makes you feel uncomfortable. So 
Um, hopefully you are inspired by Quinn, right? Quinn goes from 90 to 45 pounds and Quinn is now uh, rocking it at the dog park, having the best dog life. And so that's what I want for you. I just want you to have your best human life. And how do you do that? Well, it's the exact formula for weight loss. And it's very simple, stupid. I boil it down in a uh, not really lengthy. It's a 10 minute read article on fitness.com. It's fitness.com. You look up the exact formula for weight loss, but I'm going to tell you how it works right now. Um, in general, you take your goal weight. So let's say you would like to be 150 pounds. Look at this is my this is my high high def graphics we're doing here. That's a 150. If you would like to weigh 150 pounds, what you're gonna do is you're gonna put a zero on the end of that 150 right there. Boom. See that 150 now becomes 1500. That's your caloric budget. That's it. Every single day you max out at consuming 1500 calories a day. Why does that work? Well, on average, a human body burns about 10 calories per pound of body weight per day. It's actually much less, but I give you the 10 pounds because that's um, what a muscular body burns. So if you want to weigh 150 pounds, you have to eat the amount of food required to be 150 pounds and no more. And so if you are 200 pounds, let's see, where did the other piece of paper go? Where did it go? <laughs> okay. All right, here it is again. Oh, let's say you're 232 pounds. You are eating. Ah, I keep dropping my pen. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so if you are 232 pounds, you are eating at least 2,320 calories per day. That's a heck of a lot of food. That is a lot of food, or it's a lot of really unhealthy food, packed with calories, you don't eat it type of stuff. So this is, if you weigh 232 pounds, this is at least what you're eating. If you would like to weigh 150, you just start eating the amount required for a 150 pound person. <gasps> it's not so hard, right? From this to that. And again, if you are here, if you are in the 230s and you're gaining weight, we know you're eating at least this much amount, if not more at least this much, if not more. That's a lot of food. On occasion, I'll have someone who's in the 300 pound range. I was like, oh, I would have to eat two, 2,500 calories. I'm like, trust me, buddy. That is a lot, especially if you're eating moderately nutritiously. So if you're having chicken breast, a chicken breast is like 140 calories. How many chicken breasts can you squeeze in for Let's go 1,500. That's 10 chicken breasts. That's a lot of food. If you added something like broccoli and carrots and squash and apples, now you have a much more food because those are really low-calorie, densely nutritious foods. Can you lose weight if you have 1,500 calories worth of donuts every day for the next year? Well, yeah, you can, but you'd also have a headache. Um, you'd be starving every day. It, it really is quite foolish to spend your caloric budget on unhealthy, high calorie foods. Um, and the caloric budget works whether you exercise or not. So if you're that 230 pound guy who wants to be 150 and you stick with 1500 calories a day while you're sitting in a body cast in the hospital, will you lose weight? Yes. Your eating habits almost exclusively dictate your weight. Now, is there some variations because someone's running a marathon every day or training for the Olympics? For sure. And can your exercise affect it? Yeah, within reason. 
Um, but do you need to exercise in order to lose weight? No. Do I want you to exercise? I do. Uh, but the truth is, if you stick with your caloric budget, you will lose the weight. And, and I want you to know that even though I want you to exercise because you can't be fit and strong and flexible with great mobility without exercise, you can't have all the good stuff. You can't be truly fit and healthy without exercise, but you can be lighter. And I want you to know that because too many people use the excuse of my knee hurts. I couldn't lose weight because my knee hurt. I don't care if your knee hurt. I don't care if your knee falls off. If you're sticking with your caloric budget, you're going to lose weight. What if your back hurts? Okay, lie the frick down and don't go over your caloric budget. You will lose weight. What if you have the flu? Okay, just don't go over your caloric budget. You won't gain weight. You will lose weight. Um, so I, I tell you quite honestly and forthright that you don't need exercise to lose weight because that is one of the most common excuses I hear from people that are like, I can't because I broke my toe. I don't care about your toe. You broke both arms. I don't care. You could break all your bones. Just sit there and don't eat more than your caloric budget allows. Make sense? Okay. Now we're going to go with an, an example that might resonate with you because some people they'll say, okay, I tried the, I got on the formula. I'm not hungry. It's kind of easy. I did it first week. I lost four pounds. I lost seven pounds, whatever. And then they start going and then they start acting a fool. They start changing their habits. They go out drinking. It's their friend's party. Of course, they had to stuff their face. No, you didn't. Um, but I want you <laughs> to visualize this weight loss process um, similar to setting the thermostat in your house. So um, you live in Florida, right? We're just going to pretend you do like I do. So if I go on vacation and I turn my AC off and I come home, my house is a good 98 degrees. It's 98 degrees in my house. It's stuffy. So I instantly go over to the thermostat and I set it to 78. Now we're going to imagine that's your caloric budget. That's 78. Does your house, when I click on in 78, does my house instantly become 78 degrees? No, no, it doesn't. It's a process. Your A has to turn on and it has to make this concerted, consistent effort to get your house down to 78. It doesn't just poof become chilly inside. Your caloric budget is the same thing. You are telling your body, you are setting the thermostat of your weight by giving it that caloric budget and sticking with it. So if I go on vacation, I come home, I walk into my hot steamy house and I hit 78. And then I don't know, 30 minutes later, I'm like, mm, I hit a hundred. <laughs> Am I going to get down to 78? Is my AC going to bring it down? No, it's not. I have to keep it there at 78. And eventually the temperature will decrease and I will be a happy camper. That is exactly how the formula works. You set your weight thermostat and then you keep feeding your body what it takes or limiting, right? And you're limiting your intake. So your body eventually gets down there. It might take time. I don't know how much you have to lose. If you have 200 pounds to lose, like Timothy Powell did, it might take a couple of years. That's okay. So many people will spend an entire lifetime being obese and expect to lose their 100 pounds, 300 pounds overnight. It doesn't happen overnight. It's a process, but you have to keep giving your body the right information, telling it what to do, and eventually your weight will come down. And boy, is that exciting stuff. I, I like to remind you, because many of you don't know or you like to forget, I'm 45 pounds less than I was my freshman year of college. I had some chunky stuff going on. I had much more of everything. My face was bigger. My neck was bigger. My boobs, my arms, my waist, my hips. I had some really bad eating habits that I, I had to overcome. Fortunately, while doing research for my master's degree, 
I learned the exact formula. Was it called that? No, it was just this mathematical equation on I learned that the human body burns about 10 calories per pound of body weight per day. And I thought, huh, really? And I, I really wanted to be of ideal weight. And I did the math and I was like, well, that, that can't be it. That's too easy. And it is. And the formula works. It works every single time. So if you're one of those people who are unsatisfied with your weight, whether you want to lose one pound or one million pounds, it's totally up to you. Choose a goal weight. Choose a, a realistic goal weight and then tack a zero on the end of that number and then stick with it. And how do you stick with it? Well, you get yourself an app. You got to know how much, how many calories each of your food products um, provides. And I like the MyFitnessPal app. It's free to use. Do not take its advice. It might tell you, oh, you exercise 400 calories off, eat another 400. Ignore that completely. Um, but yeah, you can poke in every bite you take, every sip you take throughout the day. And then it will eventually tell you that you have hit your caloric budget. And what you do once you've hit that limit is you just stop eating. You just stop eating. There you go. <laughs> That's what you do. And your body will respond. And this works 100% of the time. I've never had anyone fail um, using the budget correctly. Now, have people failed because they've decided to be slackers and overeaters? For sure. There's a lot of slackers and overeaters and people who go from great habits back to bad habits, and then they have to fight to get back to good ones. And um, that's unfortunate because I really, you know, I love seeing your progress and I love it when you're happy with you. And I love it when you're at your point B forever, but you have to decide on that. So, um, you know, anytime you go over your caloric budget, think about that hot house and woo, you just turn the temperature, you just turn the heat on to make it 100 degrees again. So don't do that. Um, we got good feedback from Mr. Timothy Powell, who recently conquered that 200 pounds loss mile marker. Um, took time and consistency to put the weight on. It's going to take time and consistency to take the weight off. Amen. And here's the other great thing about Tim, which I'm thrilled about. Um, Tim has been talking about helping others uh, achieve fitness too. And he's really, his life has changed so much since he's focused on his health and his weight. And he's he's been really committed to those things and he's really wanted to pay it forward. And so Tim just got his very first job at a gym and he's going to be, you know, there helping people exercise, guiding them and uh, being a real role model. So I'm really proud of you, Tim. I'm super happy. And thank you. Thank you for paying it forward because there's so many people that need the help. You know, it just is what it is. Um, but yeah, this the exact formula for weight loss is on the cover of fitness.com. And you can go there anytime, read it to beginning to end. Now, listen, I have, I have a couple of other good examples I'd like to share because, you know, there's what I say and then there's what people do. And I think it certainly hears from people, it, it certainly helps to hear from people you identify with. And so I got a call the other day from a woman I've known for many years. She's a runner. And some people are like, oh, your runners can eat whatever you want. No, you cannot eat whatever you want. You cannot run off reckless eating. So we actually have a bunch of runners who are overweight, slightly or very overweight. Now, do I love the fact that they're out there running? Heck yeah. Um, but do I wish for them probably the wish they had for themselves, they were of ideal weight. So, you know, every time they step their foot on the ground, their joints didn't experience as much trauma and, you know, they were set up for a longer, healthier life. But this runner reached out, who's just a spunky thing, someone I really admire and enjoy. And she said, I need help. I'm the heaviest I've ever been. 
Now, this is a person recently I've just seen cross quite a few finish lines. So she's someone who's working hard, man. She's out there crushing it all the time, putting her one foot in front of the other, but she's still struggling with her weight. And she said, this is the heaviest I think I've ever been except for my pregnancies. Okay. And so I know her for a long time and I know she's known me for a long time and I'm not uh, quiet, right? No, I'm not noisy, in fact. And I put the exact formula for weight loss out there. So maybe in the past, she just didn't trust me or she didn't pay attention. Um, But she calls and we, we had a conversation. I said, well, have you read the exact formula for weight loss? She said, no, you posted it a month ago. But I, and I went there, but I only read the first paragraph. And okay, I mean, that was her choice. Um, in order to move forward with the conversation, I said, go read it now, and then we'll have a, we'll talk when you're done. Call me right back as soon as you finish the article, which takes 10 minutes max. Um, but then when she called back, she said, that's too easy. She said, that makes perfect sense. There's, it totally makes sense. I totally get it. Okay. Well, you, can you do this? I can do this. This is not hard. And um, hooray, because that's the answer I want people to see. I want people to see it and understand it and then think, well, duh, I can do that. Um, but then I also think how sad that she's had this opportunity for such a long time to be of her ideal weight or have the information, at least having the information goes a long way. And she didn't. So um, if you're out there hearing this for the first time, or even if it's 20th time and it hasn't resonated and you're ready to make change, just make the freaking change. Don't be the person who calls me in four months and is like, well, I, re- I saw it, but I just passed it by. And so you live another four months in a body you don't feel great about. That's not working properly for you. Don't do that. If you've got a best friend, an aunt, an uncle, a grandma, a child that is overweight. Now, I'm not talking about a muffin top, something where that's just that maybe they look less sexy in their mind and their genes. I'm talking about someone who's overweight. It's a health risk. Perhaps you share the the formula. You say, I, I have a friend of mine. She's noisy as hell, but boy, this article makes sense. I'm going to share it with you. Um, just ran into another friend at the dog park who said that she was going to see her friend at a baby shower and the friend had packed on tons of weight recently and um, nobody has said anything. And does she know she's overweight? Absolutely. I'm sure this woman definitely knows that she has packed on weight. But does she know how? Does she have the information to help herself? I don't know. Um, So everyone around her is tiptoeing and afraid to say, you know, Susie Q, uh, I've seen a difference in you lately. You don't even have to be straight on. You can say, I've seen a difference in you. Are you okay? Can I help? And that person may say, you know what? packed on a bit of weight, I've been stressed. I don't really know how to take it off. And that opens the door for you. Um, But I find it interesting that um, people tiptoe around their obese friends and will never address it head on. But if that person were to lose all the weight, instantly people would come out of the woodwork saying, I'm worried about you. You're too thin. What? Why weren't you worried about me when I was 120 pounds heavier, when I had you know, I was uh, staring down diabetes and heart disease and cancers and all these other hideous things that come along with obesity. Um, I don't know, but but there's a lot of good examples of running around. You know, there's my runner friend who, you know, it's been a few months. She started reading the article and then she stopped. Maybe she just wasn't ready, but um, I want you to take good care of you. And, and it's not about your appearance. I will 
I don't even look at your appearance. I, I tell you what, I look at your smile. This is what I look at when I see you. Every last one of you, I look at your smile. I'm never checking out your butt or your arms or your knees or any of those things. I was just looking at your smile. Is that a friendly face? Are they happy? Are they sincere? Those are things that I care about, but um, but I care about you. And this formula will go a long way. So be like that dog Quinn, split your weight in half or split it in two thirds, whatever it takes. But, you know, get your tail wagging again, get your spring in your step. I know Quinn isn't looking in the mirror like, check me out. I'm a dog. I'm a good looking dog. Quinn just says, I want to go to the dog park. And when I get there, I want to play. And I'm so much fun now. Uh, so be that guy, be that dog, be that dog, use the formula and um, change your own darn life. Oh, and so the owners are like, if it were just that easy for humans, it is that easy for humans. But the humans, we have thumbs and we have a car and we have money and we have greater access to overeating where a dog is, well, unfortunately for them, fortunately, they're just give they eat what they're fed. And so perhaps you have to find way to set boundaries. Maybe you're not going to run to Wendy's or you're not going to run to even the smoothie shop. You can get real overweight on smoothies. So you, you just have to set some boundaries. Forget about your thumb. Forget about your purse. Forget every time you have a craving, you don't have to go and satisfy that craving. It's okay to have a craving craving that goes unattended to, I promise, because the good stuff waiting after that is so good. And then here's one more example that I would like to share. And this is of the good stuff. There's another woman, she's in my hottie body fitness challenge group, and she's been trying to lose a hundred pounds. And she got on the formula and she's doing great. And then she reached out one day and she said, oh my God, my, um, my spouse is going to court. He's been indicted and accused of a felony. And um, I, but she said, I'm not going to give up the formula. I'm going to stick with it. And her husband went in through this knockdown, draw, draw, drag out public trial. And she stuck with her formula. She was in control of her. She did not give up. She did. She controlled what she could. Now, was her eating habits going to help her husband? No. If she ate a bunch of cake and drank beer, was that going to help him at all? No. So she didn't make it as an excuse. She didn't say, well, this is a hard time, so I'm going to take crap care of myself and I'm going to let it all go to pot. To hell with my whole family. No. What she said is, I can't control that. That's terrifying, but I can control me. So I am. And she did. And um, she recently reached out and she said, hey, things, you know, I've been a little quiet, but I'm still sticking with my formula and I haven't gained any weight and I'm totally committed to me. Again, control what you can. If your house burns down, okay, you don't have to eat recklessly because of it. If your arms fall off, you don't have to eat recklessly because of it. There are all these horrible situations that I could be a Debbie Downer and share. I'm not going to do that, but it doesn't benefit you at all to eat recklessly. All right. So all of your excuses, they're invalid. I'm just invalidating them right now. I'm invalid. I'm writing that. I'm going to sign that document and you no longer have privilege or permission to wreak havoc on your body because you're annoyed or stressed or tired. None of that matters. So, okay, I'm moving on. And I want to tell you that uh, I did a Spartan race in Montana a couple of weeks ago. Went out there, signed up for the Spartan 10K um, which is my idea of a good time. I love exercising. I love the running, but I also love the obstacles. It's nice to move your body, challenge it in a variety of way. I'm a huge fan of the strength training and I'm an even bigger fan of mud. So I've done plenty of Spartans here in Florida. 
took my um, Floridian tail over to Montana. Uh, Big Fork, Montana is where the race was. And it was super fun. Signed up for the 6K or 6.2 miler, the 10K. And they gave us almost two bonus miles. They're like, you know what? 6.2, not enough for you. We're gonna, Everybody's Garmin measured almost eight miles. And I felt it. I felt it. But it was a heck of a lot of good time. It was a snowy day in that part of Montana, May 9th, <laughs> which should not be snowing anywhere, I don't believe. Uh, at least I did not know it snowed somewhere, but it was snowing that morning. And so I dressed up pretty warm and got to the start line, which uh, as soon as the announcer yelled go led to this extreme mountain hike. It was straight up and within maybe 20 steps, my heart rate was through my hat and uh, I was thinking, oh Lord, <laughs> this one's going to be hard. And it was, and I was instantly really hot thinking, I got to get rid of this hoodie. And I did get rid of the hoodie, but um, super, super fun. The mountain was steep. My quads were burning. I was whining. At some point we got, I think it was the second time going straight up the mountain. And uh, I was whining. And then I asked all the other people around, I said, how come nobody else is whining? And they all confessed that they were whining on the inside, uh, but amazing fun. It snowed four or five times. And it was also really hot at certain times. I think it rained a little bit. The, there was some mud and muck. It wasn't the same type of flooding we have here in Florida. So in Florida, if you come to a Spartan race, at least the ones I've been to, man, I've been in knee or hip high water most of the course, which I think is a blast. It's super fun. This one was a lot drier, even though they had rained the day prior. But my shoes were, were covered with mud and the obstacles are great. And some of them I was really good at. I excel, I hate to brag, but I excel at crawling on the ground. So <laughs> there's quite a few obstacles where you just crawl under barbed wire. And a lot of the men complain about that one. I'm like, look at me crawling like a superstar. So I feel very proud about that. Um, but I'm also really good at climbing over walls. I do enjoy that. And then rope walls and when you hold onto a rope and climb a wall, any sort of climbing over a wall and crawling on the ground, I thrive at. Um, severely lacking the upper body strength and the grip strength to do a lot of the hanging things. And so um, I didn't, I just was like, eh. I, I gave it a try and then I fell and I was fine. Um, and then if you want, they, they like to penalize you with 30 burpees, but they're really optional. So I did a couple burpees and then I decided my race, I'm not going to do the burpees. And I didn't, and I feel okay with that. So if you're, if you're afraid to do an obstacle course race, fear not, you're really responsible from going from point A to point B and all of the obstacles in between are at your leisure. If you'd like to win, if you're, if you're going to be a stern competitor and try to win, then you have to do them all. But if you're just a average Jane like me or average Joe, and you just want to go give it a try and get some mud in your knees, yeah, go, go do it. Uh, so much fun. It's, it's a kind of racing that involves laughing. And, and I, I can also tell you, I laughed my tail off at Boston marathon. We had so much fun. But perhaps your average road race isn't like a belly laugh experience. I think obstacle course races are belly laugh experience. So, so maybe do that, right? Give it a try. Try a 5K. They even have one milers. If anything comes within maybe 100 miles of your house, go register. They're not crazy expensive. And um, just get a pair of shoes that you're willing to throw away when you're done. And um, I like wearing a white shirt. Usually I do wear white. And then you can see all the mud, which... I don't know. It makes me happy. Um, I like that a lot. And so athletic adventure, that was it. I made a trip 
to Montana for athletic adventure. And then I went and did more athletic adventure because it wouldn't be my style to go to Montana and just sit around. Did do some driving, spectacular. Did do some hiking, spectacular. And the hiking was in uh, a snowy forest. It was just snowing and for Floridian, very exciting. It was beautiful, just beautiful. And there's apparently bears around. I didn't see any bears. Um, but I did have a stick and I would yell bears. I'm here bears just to let you know. And uh, I didn't get eaten by a bear. So <laughs> considering that a huge success as well. And then we went whitewater rafting, which even for the lazy folks is a pretty easy outdoorsy thing to do. I had some solid rapids, um, but it was hailing. It hailed while we did whitewater rafting and it was a blast. It was super fun. We had wetsuit and all sorts of layers and um, some ice water did splash on me and it did go straight to my crotch, which I thought was a weird choice, um, but it was super fun. And again, unless you have some crazy spinal column injury, probably everybody can do whitewater rafting without much effort. So do that. Highly recommend. And um, yeah, just athletic adventure. When you pick a vacation, you know, don't pick a va vacation just to go see a show. Pick a vacation to go do something. Get sweaty, be active, go swimming, go snorkeling, go snow skiing, go snowshoeing, go whitewater rafting, but get outside. I mean, why are you watching me? Why are you watching me if that's not in, up your alley? I feel like you are someone who should be getting up and going out. So do it. All right. And now I want to tell you about a product I found in this little box is something I discovered at the Big Sur International Marathon. It's earbuds and they're called ear shots. And so they had a little booth and uh, I was walking around making announcements as I do at Expos. And uh, they sounded really cool. I was talking to the owner. I said, would you like to try a pair? And I said, sure. So they are Bluetooth wireless earbuds. But um, the thing that makes these guys unique is that they're magnetic. And so if you have wireless earbuds, but they tend to fall out, these will not. They take a little bit of jerry rigging to get them in your ear, and then you hook them around your ear, and then they connect via magnet, and they won't fall off. So I love them. The sound is fantastic. I wrote uh, their sound is 14.2 uh, millimeter titanium coated speakers. I don't know what any of that means, but I can tell you that it sounds really good and they stay on. And so I've been running in these and I, I drive around in my Jeep and, and I do all sorts of things with these and they feel really good. And again, they stay on their earshots. These will hold 10 hours worth of battery. So once they're charged, you could go all day or you could run a marathon without having your earbuds die, right? That's the thing is you worry if you're going to run a long distance race. If you don't run it fast enough, you'll lose your GPS, you lose your earbuds. You will not lose these unless you run the slowest marathon ever or you're doing an ultra. And then this box that they clip into here, I'll put them in to show you. Um, this box holds 150 hours of a charge. So right here, this is the box they stay in, magnetic, um, but it carries 150 hours. So you don't even have to bring the wire. If you want a week's long vacation, you could just plop them in at night. And I mean, you could probably go away for a month just with the box and the earbuds, but I like them a lot. I just looked them up online. They're $139 a pair of earshots. I do not work for them. I just like them. And uh, I thought I would share one. It's earshots.com. And uh, yeah, go give it a go. This is 
this is the product you find and tell your friends just because you like your friends. So that's it. That's it. That's what I wanted to tell you. I want you to have a great success story of weight loss, like Quinn the dog. It actually is that easy. Weight loss, fitness is that easy. Watch what you put in your mouth. Use that exact formula for weight loss. Move your body in a variety of ways. That's cardio, strength, flexibility, and balance. These four ways. Get some sleep and then avoid the cranky people. <laughs> the last may be the most important, but um, it really isn't so complicated. And if you're sitting around thinking, I wish I were better, um, okay, we'll make it so. Make it so. Just do better. That's all it takes is every day. You don't, uh, would they say Rome wasn't built in a day? Timothy Powell didn't lose 200 pounds overnight. It took him a few years, but he's there and his life is so darn good because of it. And it's not only his uh, body feels better and it looks better and all of that stuff, but he's doing better with his career. He's just a plain old new man. So when you start taking care of you, uh, you know, the benefits are just endless. They just go on and on and on. I, my, one of my keynotes is called fixing your life with fitness. And I truly believe for the most part, you can fix your entire life with fitness. You just start taking care of you and let, let the uh, other things fall into place. Okay. So I love you very much. Thank you for watching. Share the exact formula for weight loss with your friends. If you haven't done so already, follow me at fitness and uh, get to work. See you soon guys. Bye.